Please listen carefully. Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Smiley. With me, as always, Van and Chai. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hello. What it do? It do, Season 3, Episode 93. And today we're just going to talk about uh, some stuff that we've been up to. Notably, uh, for anybody who follows our streaming channel or our YouTube channel, we did a our first of a, a series of Dungeons & Dragon episodes uh, that we're going to just talk about a little bit and uh, maybe spread the word on. And then we'll probably roll into kind of some of the other stuff we've been up to as far as, you know, disc in the drive S type of stuff. Uh, but before we get to all that, as always, we have a question of the day that we like to do here on the Focus Target Podcast. And uh, today's question of the day, you know, last week we talked about E3 and there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of follow-up games and, and we talked about sequels and stuff a little bit. So uh, the question of the day today is what game would you most like to see a sequel made for? I think we've actually done this question before, but, um, you know, we're going to do it again, see if it's changed, see if uh, if there's anything new that's come to light um, since... You know, a lot of time has passed maybe since the last one when Van said Half-Life 3. I think that's what started the whole Half-Life 3, like, <laughs> meme on this pod what my many, many moons ago. So uh, hopefully Van can come up with something a little bit different today. But we'll start today with Shy. Shy, what uh, what do you, what game would you most like to seek a sequel to? Um, for me, it's a pretty easy one. It's uh, Battle Chasers Night War. I am anxiously anticipating the sequel to that game though there has been no news of there being a sequel so you'd think a game like that you know like i'm sure there's more content comic content that that game is based on out there that they could draw from so you'd think there would be um certainly the potential of something like that and it's got a cult following like the people who like it really like it but i just don't know how many people got into it like even people who i know would like it a lot like you and tank in front of the pod like not that you guys haven't wanted to try it out you guys just never find the time and i think a lot of people out there probably with that game look at it that way like they're like oh, i want to play it but i've just never had the time to play it um, i mean i've put a, i've put some time into it i've probably put 20 25 hours into it which is pretty decent yeah that is good I, I just never finished it i never got all the way through it which is a long list of games that that's true for yeah and the studio got involved in other stuff they did like another darksiders like there was a darksiders like isometric game that came out they did and so like you know i think studios sometimes get on other projects and then you're just like are you ever gonna come back i don't know yeah yeah i mean that's a worthy entry for sure what about you van I'd be remiss if I didn't say Half-Life 3. It's <laughs> also the most obvious. So, of course, I prepared a second one. Which, well, actually, I, I don't know. There's, like, a bunch that are my second choice. That's possible. And um, a lot of them are sequels on sequels. So, like, the first ones that come to mind are Grand Theft Auto 6. Hmm. Like, when is that coming out? We've done, we've transcended three generations of consoles now with Grand Theft Auto 5. Right? Came out on the PS3, or PS3. Then it was released on re-released on the four, and now it's being re-released again on the five. So they're adapting it to the five, which means the six is probably a long way out. But Grand Theft Auto Six um, would certainly be one. Are you yeah. looking for your PS3? I, I was going to say I, was, I couldn't remember if I had gotten it for three or four, but you're right, I did get it for PS3. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's been it's so wild. long since I played it. Honestly, it's absolutely <laughs> I, insane. I I get it also because it is like one of the most expensive video games ever made. I think it was like a quarter of a billion dollars. Like that's just astronomical. 
but their investment is, is certainly paying off. Their out online is still running really hot. Uh, it's getting a lot of traction. It's one of the most popular streamed video games is the uh, Grand Theft Auto Online and whatnot. So they're still making making buku bucks on that bad boy. Really, and they're still doing uh, content uh, updates too. So which is pretty cool. But yeah, I guess I'll just settle down on Grand Theft Auto Six <laughs> and Final Fantasy Seven too. I mean Final Fantasy Eleven too. Mm. I don't know how that would work, but yeah, I doubt it would anymore. Probably wouldn't be anything like what we wanted, which is the shame. Yeah. Or anything but, that we could um, even do if we wanted to. <laughs> well, to answer the question myself, um, I would say the game I would most likely see a sequel to, and I honestly don't remember what I said last time, so call me out if this is what I said last time, but um, I would like to see a sequel to Faster Than Light, Ooh. which was kind of an <laughs> indie an indie uh, PC game that I thought was just, it was so cool. It was really, really great. It was a lot of fun to play. And I just felt like it didn't live up to its potential in, like, like I just wanted more of it. Like, it had a cool kind of roguelike storyline where you kind of go from, you know, you're trying to kind of stay ahead of the people chasing you. But, like, the game always just feels like it ends a little bit too soon. And it's like, I would love, like, just like a free mode where you could just like just like let me play let me build up my ship like let me build up like like there's a there's like i can think of like three or four things off the top of my head that i would like to see in a sequel like ship customization it seems like you could make a ship builder very easily using like kind of the the blocky parts that they have like you should be able to make your own custom ships that would be awesome like there's just like a, a you could do so much with just that same engine like take the core of that game and just make it give us give me more of it like but and like i kind of hoped over time that they would like faster and light's been out for a long time now like the game's like like eight or ten years old or something but they've never come back to it like they've never gone and like there's been some cool stuff that i think people have done that are reminiscent of it or and that kind of have taken some of the pieces of it which is cool but still holding out for ftl2 even though i don't think it's ever gonna happen have you ever looked up that developer to see if they've like worked on it? Like what are the projects they've worked on or like, did they, they did, involved? they, they did something else and it was way, it was very different, very different and not, uh, not even the same kind of game. And so I don't think I really got into it, but hmm. I do check the steam page every now and again, to see if there's any kind of news. But yeah, that was a good one. All right. Well, you know, if you our listeners have a sequel that you would, you know, are itching, itching to see one day, you know, let us know. We'll have our contact information at the end of the show. And, uh, and yeah, so let's get on to the meat of it. Gentlemen, we've got, what have you been up to? I know what you've been up to because I was up to it with you recently. And that is Dungeons and Dragons. So, um, I had approached you, both the two of you recently about doing a really in-depth in-person Dungeons and Dragon campaign um, that I really thought would be a lot of fun that we could stream and we could put on our, you know, put on our focus target uh, YouTube and everything. And maybe some of the viewers would, would be interested in such a thing. Um, but the problem was obviously like I getting us all together, you know, takes a lot of time and coordination and as well preparing that level of, of D and D session. I really want to have some time to really make it uh, very, very uh up to par uh, you know both within the game and, and with the production so instead of waiting for like a year and a half to actually get to that we thought maybe it'd be fun to do some online 
kind of prologue D and D and kind of ramp up to it a little bit, kind of give people a taste for us gaming over the computer, which isn't as good as in person, of course. Um, but we decided we're going to try and do maybe once a month, get together and, and do some Dungeons and Dragons uh, on the internet. And we did that our first session last Saturday. Um, so I'm going to start with just the question of, uh, how do you guys think it went? Um, and what did you like about it? Dislike about it or other comments? And I'm going to start this time with Van. I thought it was fun. <clears throat> I thought it was, um, uh, I think for me personally, it was easier to play cause I understood it a little bit more. I understood the dynamic and combat and what your skills are and who you Dude. really are by, you kind of, and I'm sure this was intentional, you were there as a support person during character development, but you weren't actively assisting us. And that made me have to do a lot of my own research into the book and how do I, uh, you know, just fill out a character sheet. And, um, You know, what's, what are my ability scores versus modifiers and all that stuff and had to learn everything. But in doing so, I learned a lot about the game, shockingly. And, and and thus, when I went into the actual session, felt much more prepared with what my skills could do, what my weapons could do, because I chose a specific weapon out of a series of weapons for a specific reason. So then when you're in combat, you know exactly why you choose that weapon and whatnot. So overall, it was it was good. The um, I, I don't mind playing online. I think it's fun. I think probably one thing that normalized it was watching a lot of online D&D lately. So like with Critical Role and a couple other um series doing online D, &D. i've been watching those a lot lately so it just felt like we were just another not a demeaning like just another campaign but it felt like this was the norm another this is how it goes. yeah exactly just another group of nerds just another group of people in, a, in their new age midlife crisis so because i didn't have all that growing up like the in-person D, D, so i don't really have much of a, a compare and contrast you mm -hmm. and we've done D, D in person and absolutely, I would agree a hundred percent. It's a lot more fun for us in person, but I think that's just because of the company that we're in at that time and how like the atmosphere is special because we only get together what was once a year and because of COVID it's now been going on almost two years since we've seen each other and whatnot. So, but enough rambling overall, it was, um, it was a lot of fun. I liked it. I was able to follow the campaign a lot more and I felt a little more in control. Ironically. What about you, Shy? Yeah, it was a ton of fun. I think I mentioned you guys in chat. Now I want to play D and D every every weekend now. Um, yeah, I think there were two things that leading up to it. I was really, I mean, first of all, it was a genius idea, Smiley, to do this and do these mini campaigns because I think, and I'm sure this is this is why you're doing it. I, you just stated that, but the fact that like us being rusty potentially going into a really in depth campaign would have shown. And I think this is giving us a chance to get back into that kind of mindset and uh, and uh, you know warm up those, okay, those me... brain muscles again. Let me give credit where credit is due. This was actually Lemon Cloak's idea nice. to do do the no way. Yeah, him. he's the one who brought that up. He said, "Hey, don't you think we could maybe meet beforehand online and do a little bit to kind of get our juices flowing?" And I was like, "Wow, that's that's using the old noggin." So, so uh, shouts to Lemon for that. That was a great idea. Um, and then I want to give credit to Van because Van was looking through the player's handbook, and he mentioned to me a couple weeks ago that he read the entire chapter on combat, and I'm like. 
you know, that's probably a really good idea because you know, I think I've kind of gotten by by the skin of my pants like a lot of times, just like doing basic stuff and not really understanding the game. And so I kind of like for like a week kind of trudged through every night. I would like get in bed like 30 minutes early, like ahead of my bedtime, pull out my play player's handbook and just kind of read through three or four pages, like read through the diagrams, read through the pages. And like, it's amazing how you can actually get through a book if you put your mind to it. If you just make the dedication to put a couple pages behind you each day, even a non-narrative is, book, you know, one that doesn't even maybe flow really easily like what's amazing is that combat is like 50 pages it was and it's it was a like giant book pages yeah it was, so it's it was like, like it's section. probably like yeah. 100 to 150 like normal text pages from a, a, a like a regular book and i i went through it in like a day and a half it's definitely not as readable stuck on it. yeah like it's oh not, i loved it i thought it was plot. awesome i mean i don't know um, i thought yeah. it was super readable i really enjoyed it and i, I have to say i'm really enjoying at least so disappointed <laughs> I'm really enjoying my, like, that player one pop. Go ahead, sorry. Class and race like combinations. I'm really curious to see like once we're done with the mini campaigns going into the final, like if I if I keep this because I really like the the choices I've made. So yeah, well, and I think that was that's really what I was thought we would be great to get out of it for the primary campaign. I really want you to be invested in your characters. I want these to be characters that you play multiple times in multiple settings over multiple campaigns that you level almost like an MMO character that like we develop a little bit, maybe slower than a more, some of these, you know, some of these campaigns that we've done, as you mentioned, Van, when we get together, like we're, we've got a weekend to work with at most usually. And so we kind of rush through things. We kind of, you know, a lot of times you kind of fudge the EXP to say, let's get these guys some levels, you know, you're just kind of cramming everything in. I'm really hoping to do a longer, more deliberate, pace and so i want you to pick care like to have characters that you really are happy with and i think for you know some people more than others have had more experience with playing different classes and it's like like i want you guys to have a chance to try out different races different classes different you know play styles and find out what's what's something that's going to be fun that you're going to want to come back to over and over again and not get stuck with a character that you're like oh man i i never tried this and now it's like oh this kind of sucks yeah i had um Not, considered no. i had considered no it's great because i had considered <sighs> i'm there's a lot of things i can do in full plate armor or there's a lot of things i'm prone to fail at in flow full plate armor but i was like and so i had considered going back to scale and i was like no nah, you know what screw it let me go to the to the deep end and hopefully not end up in the deep end let me go all the way to the to like the extreme on this and see what it really feels like what detriments are there how often do they really come about what where, where do i do the ac you know um to armor balance kind of thing and so yes yeah. absolutely that's great it's the perfect mindset to have is like even if it doesn't necessarily even seem like a good idea like try it out and maybe you find out like oh like this actually hasn't really you know been that bad or you know it did actually come up to bite me in the ass one time but like it was worth it all those times enemies missed me because they couldn't freaking hit my ac you it was know pretty, so. um it was pretty funny one thing going back to the campaign um and how enjoyable it was is that um shy was talking and maybe you can paint a more full picture of what your expectations are for our in-person one but shy is like oh no i think the expectations are like while we're there for one or and sorry chef i'm bastardizing what you said but one to two days straight we're thinking of like maybe an eight to twelve hour session or something like that and i'm like damn i don't know if i could play D, D for like eight hours straight that just sounds like a lot 
and then last night we were playing or we were playing that session for over three hours right three hours 20 minutes like i was like man i could probably play this campaign for another eight hours <laughs> no problem <laughs> i didn't want to stop yeah yeah exactly and i was going through and i'm like damn we're already two hours through like oh my gosh i want to keep going and see what's happening and like we're just getting to the meat of it let's keep going and you know and and, and because we only had those the pace was good because we only had three hours and all of us were aware we only have three hours like we we tried to be speedy on things but if i know that i'm going to be in a campaign like it would be nice to be able to to kind of take it a little slower and absorb the universe that you're in and really speak with characters and explore the city a little more and just do things that you would in like a, a generalized mmo you know definitely well that's that will be the great thing about it is um we won't be on such like we'll be on a overall time frame like it's like okay we really want to get through something while we're together but you know that's why it would be a range it's something we're like we can play for a number of hours and when we need a break, we'll go get some lunch or go get some dinner or, yeah. or just step away and do something else for a while and then come back. But like the idea will be that we'll be kind of somewhere a little bit more isolated without some of the other distractions where we can kind of focus on it and, and get through what we want to. And, and, um, and I, I agree with that, like taking your time and, and really fleshing it out will help. And I think too, for a longer setting, it's easier when you're there in person, you know, like you don't have to, you're just not tied to your computer. You know, you're at a, hopefully in more of a comfortable chair. You know, you're at a table, you got snacks, you got drinks, yeah. you got stuff with you. Like you go walk over to the know. kitchen and still hear what's going on real quick while you right. get a yes. water or a soda or something like that. And yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more comfortable, I think. So, um, and that would be the goal is to make it more comfortable. And I think too, to have a little bit less like, I think we lost some time and, and shy was gracious enough to stay up a little bit later to kind of account for, but we had some technical issues, right. we had some technical issues throughout where people get kicked off or whatever. And, or like, you know, when you're, there's always going to be like rifling through books and stuff, but like trying to find things like, I know it took me longer when it's like, I had like seven PDFs of character sheets open on my other screen. And I'm like, all right, where's that freaking which Ranger did they take onto this stupid mission? Like I or get this one out of here. Like, you know, like it's a little easier. I think when you can set yourself up and have everything kind of around you. And um, I think there's a little less time lost to that sort of thing. So can maybe you... more time <clears throat> lost to shenanigans, but <laughs> So paint a picture for us and our audience of what your yeah. expectations are for our, our main one in person. Uh, pretty much like I just said, I think um, one of the cool things is I've got a number of uh, tabletop figurines on consignment. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I backed a – I spent like 250 bucks back in a – I remember when you told me this. Yeah back in a kickstarter but it's like my, my it's gonna be like 400 figures and like they're all really cool looking and like it's all kinds of like heroes and monsters and characters and like there's big ones and there's small ones and um i think it's gonna be really cool and so my my goal is to not only have a, a number of figures we talked a little bit about doing custom figures for the characters for for you guys and painting them yourselves or together potentially to like really like i said get invested but i also plan to actually make a lot of the on like the table like a lot of the try to bring the landscapes to oh, life more cool. yeah. uh i'm gonna buy some some of the generic like walls and fences and oh, cool. maybe buildings i'm gonna break out my legos to try to have different like structures and like differences in height 
Um, and so that hopefully not only will make the battles a little bit more dynamic, but a lot more visual. And, you know, we'll, we'll bring the tape measures, like they have those little tape measure cores for tabletop gaming, where you can actually see, okay, well, you know, how far is 60 feet? That's how far you can go. Stretch it out. See if you can get there, you know. Um, can you hit this guy with a range attack? All right, well, here's the here's the line you would draw. Look, you're going right through Z's head. So maybe don't shoot him without precise shot, right? Things like that. So I think... I think hopefully that'll really help. And I think the the goal will, uh, you know, Shine and I have talked a little bit about production, about having some nice cameras, having some good mics in there, uh, getting a couple different views. So, you know, whoever's watching on the stream or, or later on YouTube can see the players if they want to be watching reactions and, and that, but also see the tabletop, see what's going on, see hopefully some of the character sheets and, and what the, see the dice rolls happen um, to kind of get people involved. And I think to your point, some of the, some of the um, online D&D that you can watch when they do do it in person. I think they try to do that, try to really let people focus on the part of the game that, that they want to see. So that's, that's the hope for me. And like, Oh, go ahead. No, no. Yeah. If you're, it sounds like you're wrapping it up. Just just the final thought is uh, we talked about trying to do it somewhere away a little bit, either at a hotel or a, you know, we're thinking about a place up in Aspen, or not Aspen. um, Vail. Veil that that uh, lemon cloak maybe would be able to procure for us, but somewhere kind of away from, um, you know, the distractions of like having your families around that might you know, you know, kind of make it harder to to really focus on it. Like just like actually stepping away away from work, away from family, and really focusing on the campaign just for a day or two um, to really get a good experience with it. And that's why and probably we only build it once a year. You'll never find those dice. I don't even have that car anymore. Yeah, you sold that car, right? (laughs) The car's gone. (laughs) Someone else is finding those die. (laughs) Someone just came up on a bunch of dice. (laughs) Luckily, you know, I found you can get like five packs of dice. Uh, This is crazy. So I got those five packs of dice online for $9.99. Five sets of, you know, like a D20, a D12, whatever. When I was at a game game shop the other day, $11.99 for one. Yep. Exact same thing. Yeah. And it's like, control. man, it's. Whew, I think I've I was looking at Prime I've overpaid Day. on dice in my life. <laughs> I was looking at Prime Day dice, and yeah, they have the same thing. They have like, um, what was I think it was ten sets for eleven dollars, and I was like, that is outrageous. That's like oh my a God. over a dollar for a full set of seven. You know, that's great. Dice. You know, and that that's, that's great too. Might be worth it. You know, especially if you only have a couple dice, might be worth it because in the long run because as you get to higher levels of D, especially if you play like a caster or something you know if you're gonna play a wizard like you're rolling like 10 d6 and 10 d8s and stuff when you're getting what? those spells up there like yeah, yeah. that's why wizards oh, and that, oh, spell that's right, casters like, there's spells like they right now dice. i have to roll the d8 twice but if i had right, you just literally roll two. two d8 i could just roll two and oh yeah. that's, it's, it, i think it's deliberate it's the way they make magic feel cool like you don't get that with physical combat as you found out because you asked me about it as you go up in levels you get multiple swings so you like yeah. you attack and, and like in that case usually you roll the dice separately once for each swing because you have to add your strength to each time but with magic as you level up your magic your magic just adds dice to it so it starts with you roll 2d6 damage and then you add another d6 every other level and so then when you're level 20 it's like 10d6 and you're like yeah 
<laughs> Boom! And you roll the dice. Like that's it's one of the great joys of uh, being a spellcaster in D and D. Little spurt of yeah. flame like comes out because you rolled ten ones. <laughs> See, it's uh, I have my um I have my pirate poker dice set, but everything's not going to be a D six. Otherwise, that would that's be right. convenient because there's like thirty six in there, I think. So I forgot. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. So yeah. funny enough, like the two primary D and D campaigns that I've been watching online have been um i don't know how to say this they're 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 good in production as in like good quality or good good audio good video and all that stuff but they really don't explore maps and have moving maps and everything it's it's just a panel of players and then the dm and it's just all five of them talking you know four players and one talking or six players and one dm or whatnot and it's just them talking through the story without like a tabletop illustration right. at all and i know that's one thing yeah. that we're trying to to incorporate but it's yeah, very it's, traditional. It's... That's that's more of a traditional D and D. I think is you you know, you know when D and D started. I think it was very much like you. It's kind of like reading a book, right? You you're you, versus watching a movie, right? You're imagining the things that the DM is saying, and you don't necessarily have a a you know a, a map or a tabletop or like a isometric view of it. Um, and so we're kind of playing more of a more of a hybrid in a way by having the tabletop figures and actually, you know, mapping it out like that. Usually you just had to keep in mind where things were in your mind. Like that's how I learned to play D and D. It was like, we never used figures or anything when I first started. It was more that my friend Russell and I had gotten like a whole host of these mage knight figurines and ended up being like, why don't we use these for D and D? These are perfect for that. And that's how that kind of started. Those are the figures you've used in the past. <laughs> I think, probably another reason for that too is like i think you start getting a lot more complicated when you try to like bring in like landscape like that's when we'll over the course of this next year we're gonna have a lot of conversations i'm sure especially smiley and i like as you're designing stuff like then we'll have to talk about like well like live what will that look like and what you know what expectations can we have because definitely yeah it'll be interesting i'm almost like thinking in my head like what we may have is we may almost have like i might act as like a cameraman to a certain extent during the campaign like either like have a camera that i would move around around. like maybe just maybe there'd be a couple stationary cameras maybe i would have camera that would go from like the landscape to like you know like just because there's only so many shots we can get like you know unless we start like you have eight cameras set up and then like it's gonna be interesting with a producer and i mean that's probably what i'm doing like i'll probably be live switching between stuff like and we'll talk about that too like what i mean and just what that would look like, because I'm sure that you won't want me doing too much stuff like that while we're doing a campaign, because sure. you want me to be involved. So we we'll want to set it up as much yeah. so there'll be le- as little of that as possible. The way I pictured of it is, if we'll have a big table, the landscape and the characters will be at the center, as is typical. Everybody will be around, and then I thought maybe you kind of have two cameras kind of on opposing ends of the room, so you kind of get a half and half viewpoint, maybe kind of off center. So like, like you can see the same thing from either angle, but both should be kind of centered on the table itself is how i would picture it so. and i just in my mind i think of like close-ups how impactful like close-ups can be like it'd be cool to have maybe a yeah. camera where you could get close-ups of like the action on the thing or like you said dice rolls like if like we all rolled our dice in the same spot like in a bowl or something and we had a camera on that and like when people do like important dice rolls you can cut to that camera and everybody could see that i don't know just like stuff that like that that, would that could be cool the but. dice bowl where you throw when you throw your die in the yeah. bowl whenever you roll That'd be crazy. And it's funny too, just aside, like you mentioned how you're gonna be building all this stuff. We talk about like, you know, me moving out there and like being closer to you guys in the same time zone, whatever. And like that's like Are you announcing it right now to everybody? No, I'm not announcing it. But like 
that would be like awesome like i would love to be part of that smile like come over and do like builds like because i love the, oh like, yeah idea of, like i used to love Builds legos, legos. And, like but even like doing like paper mache stuff if like you were like trying to do maybe like some like that'd be awesome hills and stuff like with fences great to have somebody help me paint 400 freaking figures (laughs) like just throwing that out there if anybody's got experience painting figures lives in the denver area (laughs) come on out (laughs) figure painting figure painting with smiley all right any any other any oh god that's gonna be my next segment after smiley's gaming corner it's gonna be smiley's painting corner and it's just gonna be painting the figures and yapping about random stuff i just talked about my harry potter fanfic today Hmm. ross paul ross or bob ross i see like like retired smiley is like you're like 65 70 like out on a porch in your house like Today we're doing a no marcher. Let's see what uh what color we should do. Let's put some happy let's put some happy little blood specks on this sword. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's the ticket. Uh, All right, I know you're gonna right. segue us out of here, but before yeah. you do that, I want to ask you yeah. what you thought because we've expressed how mm-hmm. we thought it went yeah. and enjoyable and all that stuff, but you haven't mentioned anything about how you thought. Well, the players were subpar. I mean, they didn't die once Maybe. to any of my tricks or traps. Um, yeah. You know, I tried to lure them into a ambush situation. They didn't. They, you know, they didn't trust my backstabbing thief. They thought he was too <laughs> nice. I guess. Oh, all friendly. right. Sorry about that, guys. Too friendly for you. Um, so that was good feedback. Not to lay it on so thick, huh? Um, <laughs> all right. You know, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> But no, I mean it was good. It was it was fine. I think um I I definitely don't I still don't like the online as much um just coming from it doesn't feel like D&D when people aren't all there. But it definitely helped having the video, I think. Um and it helped just to like it kind of kept everybody a little bit more engaged, I feel like, whereas in the past sometimes we've had problems with people maybe multitasking or getting a little you know not really checking in and uh, if i would say there's one thing i would like to really do better is try to work out some of the kinks of combat and speed things up a little bit there like i felt like there was a little bit too much um, administration in combat and not enough actual battling and so we did a lot of stuff to set up a combat and then partially due to van's ridiculous dice rolls where he just mutilated the enemies um you know the um I felt like we did a bunch of stuff and then some people didn't even get a turn or like their turn was like, okay, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. And then they never did anything. It's like, that's not fun. That's, that's how you get people to check out is if they're not involved. And so it's also hard when you're lower level and I didn't want to throw too much at you level wise for the first thing, especially because as you mentioned, I wanted to let you do your own thing and kind of learn, but it'll be better once we get a little bit higher and we're going to start delving into some higher level characters as as these prologues go on, because I want you to experience what some of these, these, a lot, a lot of these jobs are a lot different at level, say 10, 12, 15, than they are at level three and five. Like you just have so many more options. It's especially like spellcasters. Like you just have a lot of different things you can do. So once we get into there, I think it'll be a little easier when you're very low level. It's like, if you make the monsters too hard, they just one shot your characters too easily. And that's not fun either. But if they're too weak, then they just get, you know they're at the mercy of a of a of a good die roll sometimes so um 
but overall, I thought it was I thought it was very good, and I'm I'm excited to see how it goes. I think uh, the cool thing was I wasn't sure what to expect. You never know what to expect from Pace, especially with a group of four for the first time. It's the first time you four have played together. It was like, how much are you guys really going to get through? And you got to like literally, if I could have picked where we stopped, it was right where you guys were. It could not have like been more on pace. Like you spent about the amount of time I wanted in the city, about the amount of time I wanted in the forest, and it was like. Wow, like that never happens as a DM. Like usually it's it's either like you blow through everything I have prepared super fast and I'm like, oh shit, like I don't even have anything. Or you dawdle around in town and hang out at the bar for 75% of the time. And it's like, well, I'm, I had three dungeons prepared, but I guess we're not even going to get into the first one, you know? So good, good job on that. That was, that was, uh, that was unusual. That was very unusual. What, so when we do our in-person one. Yeah. Like, how does a DM prepare for 16 to 24 hours worth of content? Because the story can go anywhere, right? Like, well, it's really up to us. Yes. With uh, some it guidance. Is, it is. Um, the, the key, I think, is to prepare a lot more. Like, you have to be ahead. Like, even for this one, um, even for a three-hour campaign, like, I'm, I was ready. Like, I'm pretty much all the, almost already ready for next month's campaign. Like I've got almost everything prepared. I've got a couple of things to tweak that I want to add because of how it went again, talking about how to make it better. Um, there's, and I need to probably prepare a little extra just in case you guys go faster than I expect here. I want to have, uh, you know, I was thinking like maybe I better have a little something extra on the end, just in case we have 30 minutes, 45 minutes at the end. I want to have something to do and not just be like, ah, eh, well you guys finished because we're done early. Like that's not as much fun, but you just have to have stuff ready. And Part of being a DM for me is always that, you know, is it's an opportunity to be creative. And so um, if something unusual happens, like you have to be ready on the fly. And so the way I handle that is like, as long as you have an outline of kind of what you what you want to accomplish, where where you're going with things, you can kind of you have to give yourself enough wiggle room. Um, and I think that's true for any good D&D campaign. You can't ever be too rigid like you know, I tried to give you guys options in our campaign, but if you'd wanted to do something different, that would have been okay. And especially in our IRL campaign, I'm going to want it to be less, well, here's where you guys need to go next and more about what you guys want to do and where you want to take it. And so it's just like knowing that um, you kind of can prepare for it in that way. It's like you prepare what you need to prepare and you find a way to work it to what the party wants to do. It definitely takes some practice, but I mean, that is one thing I've had. Luckily for me, I guess I've had some very um, contrarian parties, I guess, in my time as a DM. I've had some players who like kind of can tell what I want them to do and are like, well, we're not going to do that because the DM wants us to. We don't trust the DM. Um, so we're going to do something completely different. So uh, it's given me some practice uh, with that. Lemon Club, you'll, you'll see the longer you go with Lemon Club, you probably already can tell. He's. A little bit of a loose cannon. Um. <laughs> I, I mean, when you say that, the poster child for me was every NPC we interacted with. I kept thinking of a campaign where you put an NPC on a ship with us, like purposely as like a, a medium to high level character that you meant to like help us. And one of our party members, all they did was antagonize that character until finally like they lost <laughs> like a finger or something or like... Like the guy, like just cut like, their finger yeah. off, like uh, you know, yeah. like just that kind of thing. Where so I'm like, all right, let's not like do something rash with any of these like rangers we're talking to. 
You know, that's what I love as a DM, though. I love giving you guys the freedom, yeah. right? Like, I, I, I always strive to make my characters try to behave like real people. Like, they're not just machines that are here for purpose X. They have their own agendas. They have their own feelings. And, like, how they interact with you is largely dependent on how you interact with them. And whether they're, like, a lot of people who are friends and foes could be potentially swayed one way or another based on your actions. I, I try to make my characters realistic. <laughs> All right, so I mean, if you if you are interested in some Dungeons and Dragons, we'll have is that is up on YouTube yet, Shy? The uh... oh yeah, I, well, I didn't. I mean, since I didn't didn't do the stream, I didn't even think about pulling that. Oh, file. I got so up I guess, it. Um, I, I made a mistake oh, you, during the stream. There's like five minutes where I put like our our uh, maybe even ten minutes where I put our focus target logo. I hit one the wrong key. So it went to like the we'll be back soon or whatever for like 10 oh, minutes. No. I looked over the stream and I was like, oh crap. And I put it back to our live view. Oh, while we it was were when I was typing numbers because my hot, I have my number pad uh... set up for when I'm streaming that I can cycle through slides. Hmm. And then, but I used my number pad yeah. to enter something in my player book. And then when I did right. that, it's, it moved it to the next slide. So I got to remember to take that out when I'm streaming, but it went back so I can upload it. Yeah. So, yeah I think it's already got also... like six views or something like that. It's kind of hilarious. Nice. I'm like, I was watching three hours of D and D, and I was like, "Huh, I guess I would." But yeah, if you want to watch three hours of pretty rough prologue, but hopefully uh, we'll get better as we go. I mean, I think we had some kinks to work out, but uh, you know, we'll be doing that. And we'll be pro trying to do one of those probably once a month as we roll up to our live, our live big show, and then um, yeah. Um, all right, what else are you guys up to besides D and D? Take it, Maybe shy. I'll go. Oh, you want? Yeah, why don't you go ahead? No, shy. You gonna go first? Gonna, was Smiley going to kick it off? I think I'll kick should. it off. I'll kick it off because you know, for a long time, we had the chronicles of the PS5 on this podcast, and of course, Van and Shy were both able to snag them through PS Direct, and I had never been so lucky. And I kind of stopped looking for a while because I just kind of got tired of it, and you know. Um, it was easier when you guys were both trying to because we could all hop on and and you know kind of stay in the loop together, but. Oh shit! Did Van freeze again? No, oh, no. He's, that was just I was a, that was at something very intently. Yeah, clearly you were because you didn't move anything <laughs> at all. Um, but so finally, um, I was I've, I've been looking again now that the Final Fantasy VII Intergrade or whatever has come out. I'm interested in that, and I feel like I might as well just get it, especially when I read the news that the CEO of Sony said that PS5 shortages were likely to extend into 2022. And so I was like, okay, well, they're not going to be back on shelves anytime soon. So it's so sucky. Um, but I was finally able to get one. I got one from GameStop. Um, uh, I had to spring for a bundle, which kind of sucked. Um, so it ended up being a little bit more expensive than I liked. But, uh, you know, I got the new Ratchet and Clank game, which I heard is pretty good and, and takes, you know, has some pretty cool areas that are really show up the PS5 technology. I got the new Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales version, which I thought, like, I, I don't know, I I like the movie, and I've heard that the Spider-Man games are kind of fun, you know. Uh, imagine that's another one that kind of shows off the technology swinging through the city and stuff, so I'm hopeful about those. I also got a game called Total Destruction, which I guess is like a Car Wars type of thing. All-Stars? I don't know. I don't know destruction I... All-Stars? Or maybe it's Destruction All-Stars, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like an arena, um, like, car, player, like, oh, yeah. twisted metal or something. Yeah, it didn't really... I wasn't that interested in that. But you never know. Sometimes you find a diamond in the rough. Maybe I'll play it and it'll end up being cool. Um, 
but that is actually supposed to come tomorrow so i'm very excited Man. for that hopefully what? it'll show up yeah it, it said originally it was friday and then it it kept they kept being like okay now it's going to be thursday and then it's like oh now it's on track for wednesday so hoping so, hoping that'll show up since yeah. we all have ps5s are we going to yeah. start playing destiny together again <laughs> hmm. It's five does now. Shot was, stays up till midnight to play Destiny with you guys. <clears throat> I don't want to play what, Destiny. Uh, what made something was making me think of Destiny the other day, and I don't know. They what. just released like, the Vault of Glass on Destiny Vault too. Of Glass, like a redone Vault of Glass. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good raid. That's I something. Like, that was a good game. Uh, like I was thinking of a part of that game the other day. Like I was thinking of a scene from it. And I was like, "What game was that?" And I was like, "Oh, that was Destiny too, wasn't it?" Um, I don't know what made me think of that, but so funny you should mention it. But yeah, so I've I've got PS5 coming, and then of course this week is Legend of Mana remake, which I've been excited for for about three or four months since they announced it. That is already pre-purchased on my Switch on the 24th, which is Thursday, and then that new Mario Golf game comes out that I'm actually kind of interested in on the 25th. But probably I'm going to wait on that one because I'm going to have plenty to play, and not nearly enough time to play it in the coming weeks. So that'll be on the back burner, and maybe I'll see if it ever goes on sale because it's like 60 bucks. Like, seems like Nintendo games. Yeah, that's right. So that's yeah, that's the big news out of Smiley Smileyville. Um, let's now we can go to Shy. What's up, Shy? Yeah, um, I've been doing a number of things that are. Uh, I've been doing a lot of non-gaming things. Uh, one thing I think I mentioned this. I forget if it was on the podcast, but I I took up the cello. Started learning cello. Yes. Um, so this, this are you gonna weekend, play something for us? Uh, no, I, my cello is actually oh. not here. I keep it at work. Um, oh, okay sad um i've been sorry so this is this weekend i'll make a, a month since i picked it up it'll be the four weeks this friday um, since i first picked up the rental um i've been pretty actively practicing every week i i had these like i've never tried really tried learning an instrument so i had these really high hopes that i was going to practice like 10 hours a week or something and i find <laughs> that like 30 to 45 minutes a session is actually pretty good for me like by 45 minutes and i'm like man my brain's kind of tired like i've been like trying to think of like positions and and different things and like reading sheet music and it's like man like that's it so i've been practicing probably four to five hours a week um i've been recording myself every week at the end of the week so that like eventually i can like look back and like see progression a lot of people do this online they have like my first year of playing cello and it's like you know like a minute of each like week or what that's 52 minute video right. maybe like 30 seconds or 10 seconds of like you know every month maybe i don't know but um so maybe I'll share a video with you guys this from this coming weekend because I learned how to play Ba Ba Black Sheep the other day on cello. Nice. Um, nice. I'll have you put my kids to sleep. There you go. Um, so it's been <laughs> it's been cool. I've been enjoying the cello. One, one of the cool things for me is I, I've, I feel like it's a lot like playing Final Fantasy fourteen. I was thinking about this the other day. And I feel like – and I know, like, this is going to be very controversial because it's very much like what something I think Smiley hated about Final Fantasy fourteen. But I feel like it's learning – like, it's like learning a boss fight. So, like – you have, especially with the cello, and I think any instrument, you've got you're reading your sheet music, and you've got the positions that you have to have your hands in to play whatever instrument, whether it's a guitar, cello, you know, a flute. And so I feel like reading the sheet music is like learning the boss pattern, and you're memorizing it, like you know, like you're learning, memorizing what you do for the song, the notes and whatever. And so it's like learning this rotation of a boss, and then your positions is like your DPS rotation. So you're like learning where to put your fingers or your hands or strumming or whatever. And so like I was like, I feel like is everything that we as humanity do is it just like it's like learning new systems we just want to learn new systems and and it's a yeah. lot of it's like making things mindless to a certain extent like it's mm-hmm. practicing something till you don't have to actively think about it and you can see something and react and so i don't know it's been cool 
Um, a couple of an things. interesting comparison, but I, I do think it's apt. Yeah, um, it's, a cool, it's a cool way. It's a very gamer way to think about it, but it's very. It's I think it's true. And so I was like, I wonder if like a lot of MMO people who like people who love MMOs, especially very like rote MMOs or or rotational MMOs, like games with DPS rotations and boss rotations, if have never tried learning an instrument, if that would appeal to them, because it actually is like kind of mm-hmm. like tickling that same kind of concept. Um, and just a couple of the non-gaming things specifically I've been doing. Um, oh, there was one. I, what was one I wanted to talk about? I forget what it was. Well, one thing I definitely wanted to do is I wanted to call out the last Disc in the Drive episode we did, 89, where the question of the day that time was recommend a Netflix series. And a Netflix series that Smiley recommended in that one was the Castlevania animated series, which then over the next two weeks, I watched all four seasons of it. Um, and man, I... That was really enjoyable. I really enjoyed that series. Definitely, uh, definitely pretty mature. Definitely not a cartoon kids cartoon by any means. Um, very violent, along with other st- other content <laughs> in it. But uh, it uh, just, I thought it was very well done. The voice acting was great. The animation was was good. Um, and I thought the story wrapped up really well. So, I'm about halfway through season four, um, and I'm definitely interested in the different storylines. So, interested to see where it goes. All right, Van. What about you? you? What have you been up to? What? I have a question for Shy. Are you getting lessons, or how are you learning? Are you self-teaching online? So when I books. Picked, when I picked up the cello, I got a beginner book with it, um, and I've been doing a bunch, watching a bunch of YouTube videos as far as like how to hold your hand, how to hold the bow, like different methods of like bowing. Um, I have a guy. There's a guy at the grad school that I work at who plays cello, and I'd contacted him about giving me lessons. Um, and he didn't respond to me for like two weeks. So eventually I just re- emailed him again and I was like, hey, I'm sure you're busy. I feel like I'm actually doing all right right now. Let's just call it off. And then he responded. He's like, oh, I thought we were just going to see each other like at church or something. And I was like, okay. So I might do lessons with him. Uh, part of me's like, I'm already paying a rental for the cello. So you add lessons onto that and all of a sudden like, yeah. like it's getting quite lessons expensive. Cheap, man. Um, yeah. And so like I might I might just like see like just kind of roll by myself for now with YouTube and, and like going through books. And then just, you know, if I feel like I hit a wall, maybe like try to do some lessons with him but that's pretty fascinating because like just conceptually 15 years ago you couldn't learn to play an instrument on your own right i mean i guess you could buy a book mm-hmm. and you're only going to get so much out of how you interpret what the illustrations are saying but now with like the advent of youtube like if you want to dive into a theory or something specific like you can it's pretty pretty amazing pretty fascinating I feel that way about home ownership. Like, I don't know how people knew how to, like, fix anything in their own home. I guess they didn't, like, unless maybe their dad taught them or they knew somebody. You know, when something breaks, it's like, I always just go to YouTube. And it's like, how, you know, what do I do if this little piece broke off my faucet or whatever? Like, right. it's all kinds of, like, cool DIY stuff you can do now thanks to the power of the internet sharing knowledge. Yeah. So, yeah, like a whole a drywall hole. Right, holding right, your drywall yeah. for some reason. Like before that, it was like, oh crap, let me hire somebody for three hundred dollars. And right. now it's like, oh, let me go online and see what four materials I need and what right. thirty minutes I need to spend to fix this thing. And it's like exactly so much better. Yeah. Cool. All right, Van, um, your turn. What do you got? What have you been up to? Not much. Most of my time for the past two weeks or so have been preparing for this DMB D DMB DM. D and D experience that we've been having. So I've been, bad you know, nose down and <laughs> the DMV department of motor vehicles, <laughs> uh, DMV campaign. So mostly yeah. been head down in that and just character creating and 
watching videos and all that fun stuff. So that's been taking up a majority of my time. Outside of that, though, I did start up another game or a yes, I started up another Horizon Zero Dawn. So <laughs> I'm starting another playthrough from the beginning because I tried I tried to take off from where I was and I was like, I don't know why I'm here in the first place. I don't know what what the purpose is of this next mission. Like, I don't know how to use half of my stuff I have. So Open world like, games are hard too because it's hard yeah. to remember sometimes where you've been and where you haven't because you can do things in any. And then order. why things mattered, right? Like, right. Like so, but but so I restarted it, and I was gonna restart it to learn the mechanics, but then like I just kept going with it. I was like, you know, this is much more fun than I remember, or not much more fun, but just as fun as I remember and all that stuff. Good and game. I just kept going with it, and I'm I'm almost exactly back to where I was. So. That was pretty cool. I think I was only like 20 hours in or something like that. And I'm I'm almost almost caught up to where I was. I think I'm probably two hours away from where I was before. So I'm uh, I'm glad I restarted it. And yeah, and um, my daughter's like watching me play my eldest. She likes watching me play, but she calls it Hawaiian. She's like, let's play Hawaiian again. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's called Horizon, right? It's not like you can't talk. But I think she's just thinking of the, the state Hawaii. And we always talk about Hawaiian stuff, Hawaiian barbecue and whatnot. Yeah, I can see that kind of, it's got that, that jungly look yeah. too, like the locations, like you could, like if you were going to make a horizon zero dawn movie, you could set it in Hawaii if yeah. you, you wanted that location. I will know? say yeah. one thing. So apparently, and I don't know if this is right or wrong or what the complete edition involved, but when I, when I played it the first time I was borrowing a hard copy from Ben Tendo. And the second time I bought it, because it was like on sale, it was one of those super super sales, and it was like the complete edition for nine ninety nine. And I'm like, okay, let me just buy this game digitally. So I ended up buying yeah. it, um, the complete edition for nine ninety nine or whatever. And I feel like there were quests that either I missed in the first one or that are now included in a quote unquote complete edition or not. But I would imagine that a complete edition probably doesn't add quests in the beginning. It probably adds like later on quests or something like that. I don't know. It just it felt a little different or it's just been that long since I played that um, it still felt new and fresh. And that, that, that was one of the things that kept me going, which was kind of cool. I was like, Oh, hmm. I don't remember this quest or I don't remember this being here. or I don't remember this weapon. So. Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know the difference between the two. I don't, I don't know either. I don't think there is one. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I'm going to hit very quickly one that Van and I can talk about um, potentially more in the future. Um, and maybe we have already in the past, but uh, that'd be Rune Factory 4, which is, I've been trying to, like, I picked that up. It, I found out that there was a Switch version called uh, Rune Factory 4 Special um, that has a bunch of added content and stuff, and I loved Rune Factory for the DS. I thought Rune Factory 4 was one of my favorite DS games. And so I thought, oh, this would be fun to play on the Switch and to have and uh, come back to. And because half the time when I go somewhere, I only bring my DS because of Rune Factory, like that's what I would play on it if I went anyway. And now it's like, well, I'm br bringing my Switch anyway, so might as well have it for that. Um, so I've been playing pretty hard through that while uh, before the before the arrival of Legend of Mana and my PS5, um, and I've really been enjoying replaying through it. Um, that game still kind of holds up. Um, it's just got a really great crafting and combat system. I love the way they go together, and I love. I think what I like about it more than maybe like a Stardew or a Harvest Moon is how much there is about combat and exploration and dungeons and you know it's a it's a little bit more of a combat and fighting game than 
than a like it's more equal like it's an equally a combat and fighting game as is a farming game because a lot of those other games are heavier on the farming and life simulator and kind of have combat thrown in to an extent and so uh, i was wondering van if you were thinking about still picking that up at some point i know you're a fa fan of the original yeah i would I certainly want to play it again on. right mm -hmm. but i got a lot going on <laughs> and like so there's all these other games i want to start too but i'm like ah let me finish horizon i'm not gonna not finish this one again yeah. So, and and I'm not going back to it because I don't want to play it. Like I'm I'm still enjoying it. So I'm like, ah, oh, let me just not dangle another carrot in front of my face cuz like you know, Warzone for example or even Cyberpunk, they've released enough patches now where I'm like, oh, okay, let me let me give it a shot see if it's not as erroneous as it was before. You know, I bought a computer to play the game and I haven't even played the game. So Battlefield I get 2042. That. I... Yeah, but we got like months for that, so we're okay. When that comes though, everything else is stopping. I don't care where I'm at at Horizon. If it's not people <laughs> then too bad well yeah if it's not big by then it probably won't be but <laughs> yeah. I, i've been the same way with some games i'm trying to really like buckle down and get through a game it's like i can't start one and i actually use that as motivation it's like well if i really want to play this other game better knock this one out first like let me get some work done and knock it out and then i can move on to the game i'd rather play right now so it's kind of a weird way to look at it shy i want to hear about i know we're getting lower on time i want to hear about your uh, ninja gaiden experience I feel like you talked about it briefly. Yeah, it was in chat uh, the it other was in day. Chat with you and Tankin, actually. I was talking a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, really quickly, too, I just want to give a shout-out to the thing I was trying to remember from the last like non-gaming stuff was watching hockey. I've been watching yeah. a ton of hockey and just like falling in love with the game. Like realizing that how long i watched football hockey. like i like how much i didn't really care to like learn football or even watch games that didn't involve the seahawks and now i'm just like watching every hockey game i can and just like awesome game that's, really enjoying it that's because um, the nhl playoffs are so good no matter who's playing well, sorry, and as yeah. a as, <laughs> as a fan as a fan of somebody whose team had, up until recently missed the playoffs for like 10 freaking years straight um through like the aughts and the early 2000 like tens i don't know what you call the tens whatever um you know like that's all i had was other teams in the playoffs but like the nhl playoffs is just it's so good it's so good it's so enjoyable to watch and like the the games are at such a high level like you just want to turn it on that's why i think like my one of my favorite times of the year is that first weekend of hockey in the playoffs when there's like all the series are going. So there's literally like three or four games every night and you can just watch hockey from like the time you get off work until like 10, 11 at night. And it's just straight across. <laughs> and it's just like, hell yeah. <laughs> it's a great time to be alive. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I just wanted to mention that, but yeah, Ninja Gaiden, um, it's kind of mixed feelings. It, uh, it's been great playing it again. Like, like, especially the first one, like it just brings back a lot of good memories. It is, I don't know. I have a couple thoughts about it. So like, and I knew this going in, but the, but it's the Sigma versions of the Ninja Gaiden game. So it's the, so like Ninja Gaiden remake came out for the first Xbox. Then they made Ninja Gaiden Sigma for P PS3. And then they made Ninja oh. Gaiden Black for Xbox again, like a remat, a re-release of the remake of, of Ninja Gaiden, but like a re remake, with, but with all the stuff that they added, cause they added stuff in the Sigma version, but also like even more stuff, like slightly enhanced graphics, whatever. And like, harder it was the hardest version of all the ninja guidance and had like even a harder difficulty mode um and I, i'd read that ninja guide sigma was easier than the like both the original ninja guide as well as black and it, it, it definitely feels that way I, and i started on normal i figured i'd play through the first three games on normal and then maybe go back and play through them on hard um because I, I remembered it being hard on normal and it's not that it's like a walk in the park but i think i just have a lot of play time in the games and like i'm on like 
I think I'm like two thirds the way through or three quarters of the way through now. And I think I've died once and it was kind of on purpose. Cause a lot of the game, it involves like potion <laughs> management and stuff. And like, like, you know, hard boss is coming up. So you don't use your potions in normal combat. Like you want to hold on to them. And like, I'd gotten into some fights with normal mobs and taken some hits. I'm like, I'm just going to die. And like, you know, save point reset, you know, because I, I, I had to use some potions. I don't want to burn, but cause you could um, do it better. Yeah. But so just like it is, it has been, the difficulty has been a little disappointing. Um, and just like, it's a really bare bones port with like not a lot of options in the menus and just like i know there's been a lot of disappointment out there in regards to that like and i think i mean i don't know what people were expecting but i think it's hard i think the comparison i was going to draw and just because i've been playing a little bit of mass effect uh, like legendary version and just i think there's like ninja guide master collection was 40 dollars. mass effect was 60 dollars, and each one you're getting three games and like it's just easy to tell with a Mass Effect Legendary Edition the amount of time they put into these games to remaster them, re like change gameplay elements. Like they almost feel like remakes to an extent. Where it's like the Ninja Game Match Collection, it's like take the code, put it on like a new system so you can play it again. And it's just like it is like for a twenty dollar difference. I feel like if you had to ask me which one was better value, like the Mass Effect Leg- Legendary Edition was hands down better value for the the cost. That that is disappointing. That's that's what I'm kind of on a wait and see about those Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. Yeah. Like I I hope that they're more like the Mass Effects where they're done intentionally and and really done in a way that makes you feel like oh this is this is a remaster and not just oh they just shat out another version of this game to try to get a quick twenty bucks out of people. It's graphic graphic imagery right there from the video game production process. <laughs> <laughs> what it is what it is all right final thoughts today gentlemen before we wrap this one up fan man, man i feel like you're you're the, a little distracted changing down man he's changing colors man <laughs> yeah. Colors yeah. I'm, I'm trying to fix my computer and it's not or my oh, camera man. it's not working instead i'm just changing colors so no i'm, I'm good thank you trying to Try. fix this. good to go man looking forward to more D. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to tweaking the uh, tweaking the challenge a little bit. I made it a little bit too easy for you guys. I'm gonna throw a little Van. bit more at you. Van, <laughs> I was afraid of that. When I died, I wanted to make sure I put my you. I wanted to put my the statistics out there. Like, hey, this was an anomaly. Shy or smiley. This is I'm not really this strong. <laughs> it was the nature of a D and D campaign. To, uh, you know adjust things as things go along try to keep the balance right all right well if you've got uh you know stuff that you've been doing that you'd like to share with the focus target podcast drop us a line we've got a twitter account at focus target we've got a youtube page focus target podcast and our email focus target podcast at gmail.com we of course are also streaming live on twitch.tv backslash focus target podcast you can see all of our previous episodes our D stuff is on youtube and on twitch so check us out there and uh thanks for being with us today it is season three episode 93 of the focus target podcast i am your host Milo. shy and i'm ben as always cover us porkins we're out <laughs>